Welcome to Vodcast and welcome to 2022. It's a new year and we thought we'd do something different to start out this year and we have a lost episode. Yes, believe it or not. We have an episode we recorded last year that we never released. Um, this one is a bit shorter. Uh, it is got no fan emails at the end. We don't talk at the beginning about games we played. We just jump right into the topic and the topic was big versus small moments in gaming. Uh, What is a big moment? What is a small moment? How do we define those? Is there a formula for the perfect balance between big and small moments in modern RPGs? And what would we like to see in Avowed as far as uh, big moments and small moments? Uh, Parenthesis will start us off this week, so sit back and enjoy. I think it's fair to say that the meat and potatoes of most RPGs is its main gameplay loop. Exploration, combat, dialogue. You may replace one of these with stories for, for uh, yeah, for other kinds. But mostly it's, it's this one. But sometimes I inter- these are sometimes interrupted by set pieces, big set pieces, say boss battles, uh, siege sequences, or any kind of timed sequence. Uh, or small intimate moments like campfire conversations, certain companion quests and an inter-party banter where you, we really go deep into uh, the, these moments and focuses on the small, important, humane parts of a, a journey that uh, these games can provide. And I thought it was interesting to interrogate what we think of these uh, the, these two kinds of interruptions in the main gameplay flow and how we think they will play into about. I'm chomping at the bit on this one because I have a lot of opinions. And it's funny because I was at dinner the other night with uh, my wife and my daughter and um, I brought up the topic um, and we were just, we talked for like an hour, hour and a half because even though they're both not uh, maybe extensive gamers, I feel like this translates into other areas as well. It, it For me, it's, you could talk, you could, relate this to a book, a good book, right? Or you could relate it to a movie that you like. I mean, because really, I think what we're talking about is the, is the crafting of an experience and AKA a story, possibly a narrative, like the big moments versus the small moments um, and kind of defining what those are. Um, And without, you know, putting too much thought into it, I'm curious, let's, let's start with, what is a big moment? I mean, does somebody want to jump in and and you don't have to necessarily give an example, but you can if you want. But what would be big moments in um, in games? Anybody want to jump in and share? I mean, we're we talking about uh, big moments that are of the main plot or outside it. That's that's part of the question. I think is. Does the big moment is is being a big moment defined by having to push the narrative forward, or can big moments simply be moments by themselves that we experience and are very memorable, but maybe don't aren't tied to uh, pushing the narrative forward? I, I think you could argue either way. Okay, I'm gonna start. Uh, I, I I start by giving an example. Poe uh, one. Uh, the moment your castle gets sieged. Not a part of the main plot, but it was extremely stressful for me. (laughs) Absolutely. And I agree with that one. And I I should say, just as a caveat uh, here, 
um, as we're discussing big moments in games, inevitably we might um, release something that there's, we will try to avoid too many big spoilers, but I mean, you can't talk about big moments without saying something that's happened in a game. So there might be a few, but we'll do our best to, to what I don't feel like that was a spoiler, but um, we'll just do our best uh, to, to avoid that. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Gingerino, what is a big moment? I think a big moment in a game is any part of the narrative or any part of the gameplay mechanics that has like a culmination to it, like everything leads up to it. It could be something as small as finding a new optional companion to join you in a quest. Like if you're playing something like Fallout and you find a new companion, it doesn't push the main narrative forward, but that's kind of a big moment. You found someone else to join you for the rest of the game if you want to have them as your partner. Um, or it could even be like one of those big combat experiences in a game where you have to like turn the game console or PC off and chill out for a while and then come back to it and try to beat it because it's just absolutely whooping you. I feel like sometimes those can be big moments in games as well, just because it's kind of a challenging the skills you have in the game. Uh, to me, those would be two examples of big moments. So parenthesis, does a big moment have to push the narrative forward? Can it sit by itself in a game and have absolutely nothing to do with the story? For me, a big moment is mostly about, well, at least to a large extent, it's about spectacle. Uh, for instance, I mean, it doesn't just have to be oodles of money being thrown at the screen, but it is something that abruptly breaks the flow of the game. Uh, one of the moments is uh, that I keep thinking back to is the landsmeet moment in the first Dragon Age game, Dragon Age Origins, where you, you you basically enter a kind of a trial sequence and you have to convince the nobles that, that you're right and no gain is wrong and bad. Right. And... Um, not to give too much away, but uh, Loghain's betrayal was a, kind of a big moment as well, I think, in, in the game. And I think that it's, it, for me, it, a big moment is not just tied to the story. It can be a big push for the story, but I feel like it has to have the spectacle that Parenthesis talked about, larger scale you know, and something that is memorable, most likely because it, it, it forced some sort of emotion, forced us to experience some sort of emotion, whether that is anger, uh, happiness, uh, but on a large scale. I mean, you could argue the small moments do the same thing, but then if, if that's a big moment, let's look at the small moments. Other than the obvious ones we we've talked about conversations between banter between party members and how the little moments uh could be at the campfire or but there's got to be other examples like what are other little moments that you can think of well the times when you're going through dungeons and you find Easter eggs from the developers or just uh, funny little moments uh, like in Skyrim when you see a skeleton reaching for a beer bottle that's just just barely out of reach. Yeah, environmental storytelling in general is, is I think kind of falls under that uh, under that purview because um, you can you can actually kind of do a lot of world building 
just by virtue of where you place objects in the game world, you know? Um, and anything that rewards the player for paying very close attention. Yeah, that's that's what for, uh, Fallout games are known for. Oh, yeah. three and up. Yeah, true. So then would it be fair to say that that unlike big moments, little moments are more character-driven, they're more world-building, they're more reasons that the developers want to make the story relatable or the world relatable? Well, they I have mean, to because they don't rely on spectacle, usually. Yeah. It can be you know, anything as well. Like Even just looting can be little moments, like the, the process of going and exploring an area fully and getting all the loot from it. Like Big moments are kind of the things that stick with you once you turn the game off and you go about your normal day. The little moments, not so much. But sometimes the little moments, even just finding all the loot in a dungeon, uh, can really drive the game in terms of your overall experience for it. Breadcrumbs leading to one gigantic baguette. That's a good way to put it. I love that <laughs> analogy. Oh my God, I love that. Um, uh, I, I also think big moments, I think one of the, when you say big moments to gamers, and I, I get the feeling that a lot of times the word big, it, you know, that for many people, more than just spectacle means a boss battle or means um, something that is extremely challenging or difficult. Um, but I also think it could include other things like um, mind-blowing moments, twists or reveals in a narrative that you didn't see coming, um, uh, a big puzzle. Um, I remember this puzzle in Dishonored 2. I, I can't remember the the riddle, but it, it, was, a, it was just extremely hard. And... Um, uh, the Jindosh, I think, was what it was called, but it was, you know, it, I remember it. It was huge for me, and it, because it was kind of difficult, mind blowing. But then I guess somebody else could take that same moment and argue, wait, no, 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 it, there was no big monster or anything. It, that's not a big moment. That's a side moment that you experienced and you enjoyed, but that's not really a big moment, is it? Well, I, I think know, it's well, subjective. Yeah. It's definitely no. a big moment. But is it yeah. too um, is it is it too up to interpretation? So let's say that you're a developer and and you have a group of of people who are crafting this masterpiece that you're working on. Um, and you want them to have both. You want them to have the breadcrumbs and the baguette. You want them to have the how do you define it for them, though? Because you know that that if you have five gamers sitting at a table and have one moment, half of them are going to say it was little and half of them might say it was big. Um, how does a developer approach it? How do they then define it for their group of workers so that they can appeal to the, both sides of the coin? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you definitely, as a developer, as a designer, have have to have moments that are created to be big, you know, um, like those, like those big siege scenes, you know, like, like the, it's, it was a little underwhelming, but you know, for, I guess for its time, it wasn't quite as underwhelming, but you know, you know, the like siege of white run Skyrim, that's supposed to be a big moment. And you can tell it's supposed to be a big moment because there's, you know, all these characters on screen and, you know, chaos is happening. This, this city that, 
is usually sort of your like bastion of peace is you know under well, attack and um but then you know there are also i mean skyrim it's kind of it's kind of hard to 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 pluck apart big moments from little moments because there's just so many moments <laughs> um but then you have you know side quests that for some people might be the the real highlight of their playthrough um you know the the daedric side quest for instance i know a lot of people are are big fans of like um Oh, is it the Mullig Ball quest in Markarth with the like haunted house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which in the grand scheme is kind of a speed bump, but you know, that really sticks with you, even though you know it might not have been intended to be, at least from its inception, uh, you know, a a big plot-centric moment. I, I guess I guess what you can the way you can pick it apart is like, does this contribute to the main plot directly? If so, probably meant to be a big moment. And if not, then, you know, find, find what you find in it. What, you know, what, whatever uh, opinion you have of it is valid. Wow. I dislike Markarth so much. <laughs> really? It's like one of my favorite places in Skyrim. I know, it feels so weird and strange to me. It yeah, is I always weird. remember the part where you're thrown in the prison and you have yeah. no weapons. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many unique things that happen there for me. It's it's not a it's not a nice place, but it's a memorable place. <laughs> yeah, I guess then that that is the crux that I've been struggling with as as, you know, parenthesis outlined the topic and was talking about it. That's what I struggle with is is that I think it's so it's so up to a personal definition that how could a developer actually look at something and say, okay, that's a big moment or, mm, you know, it just, do you understand what I'm saying? It feels like it's a very hard thing to define. And then oh, you absolutely. want to be able to define it because you want your game to have those moments. Yeah. It's something that's a little bit inherently subjective, but I mean, it depends on, I mean, I could see big moments coming from two ways. It could be prescriptive from the developer standpoint and something like that would be they throw in a twist in the narrative. They do the big reveal. You find out who the bad guy truly is. So that's something where they're hand delivering you a big moment. And then I think the other side of a big moment would be when they challenge you to use the skills that they've been training you in, right? So, you know, your first major boss battle is a big moment, even though those bosses end up being just cannon fodder for you down the road. It's testing your abilities up to that point. I think those are two kind of ways to approach big moments. Mm. I I think moments no, uh, are kind of subjective. Like some people notice some little things, some people don't. And this, this I think this transcends games. Like, yeah. Sora, you know the book I've been writing, writing uh, I have had other beta readers also, and boy, you people find uh, find uh, these moments or meanings in completely different places. And like, you notice something funny in some other place, and someone else didn't mind it at all. That's interesting. I mean, it is true, right? So you you bring your own experiences, you bring your own sensitivities, you bring your your own eyes, which are different from everyone else's. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, as I was talking with my, um, 
my family, I tried to use movies because, you know, that was a common thing that we all had at the table. So I, I picked on, um, uh, Star Wars. Uh, I picked on a new hope or if you want force awakens, same story, same movie, but, um, emails, gingerino at gmail.com. Um, and don't don't put that on him. Come on. No no one deserves that. I hope you get some. I really do. Um, (laughs) bring it on. Um, so I'm thinking about Star Wars A New Hope, right? Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. We've all kind of seen that. Or I would say most of the world has seen that. Um, small moments in that movie to me, and we'll see if this is debatable with you. I would say the small moments are like Han Solo shooting first in the bar, uh, Luke rescuing Leia, the whole trash compactor D scene. Um uh, Luke learning to use the lightsaber for the first time and AKA the force. I see all those as small moments, big moments in that movie. I would say, um, Obi-Wan fighting Vader and the consequence of that, um, the asteroid belt, the bombing of the death star. I think those are clear delineations. Do, would you debate with any of those? Do you think any of those are wrong? Hmm. I think, Maybe the asteroid, I don't know, like the asteroid belt doesn't stick out as much for me for some reason. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen the original New Hope in forever, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, every, everybody, everybody remembers the bombing of the Death Star. I'd say as uh, like hierarchically, that's probably the big moment, you know, the trench run and everything. Right, right. And then the asteroid belt really has nothing to do with the plot or the story or really doesn't do a lot of character defining that already hasn't been done. It's just a spectacle. So I guess that's my point is like, you know, as as a writer or as a developer or anybody else, I think it's so hard to to do that. So let's pick apart Skyrim real quick. That's a commonality among our listeners. And, And let's give me two big moments in that game. Somebody jump out and give me two what you consider big moments in Skyrim. <laughs> when you become the Dragonborn, when you slay the first dragon, I think that's that's what's big for me when I played it. Yeah, first dragon and last dragon, I'd say. Uh, fighting fighting Alduin and Sovngarde. Probably the, you know, I, I think any any climactic event is automatically kind of a big moment unless you really botch it. <laughs> Anybody um, else? Those are good. I agree with those. Um, the 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 fighting the first dragon, absolutely. The last dragon, even though I I still think that is one of the worst constructed battles in oh yeah in history. But, but it's spectacle. Um, yeah, it's a spectacle. It's huge, and it's it's like the climax of the story. Kind of, it's like the what you've been hearing about and waiting for. So there's some prep to it, which I think also goes maybe with some of the big moments and that big moments might be some of those moments in games where you kind of hint to or you foreshadow or you lead, you build. There's a buildup. Do you feel that that's a fair thing to say? I would actually, okay, where I draw the delineation is this. I think small moments build into big moments. Small moments make big moments bigger. So I think if something's foreshadowing or setting up a villain, for instance, um, then I wouldn't call that a big thing. I would say that that's like um, a medium-sized moment at best. <laughs> if we're, you know, if we're drawing lines. Um, 
it's all it's all about sort of contribution to the culmination of the story versus contribution to a sort of like uh, you know a, a stepping stone towards the culmination if that makes now, sense i don't know i'm getting really esoteric here would you say that a small moment has to contribute to a big moment to be like a good small moment or could they just be small moments on their own well i think you kind of can't help it you know every every like okay i'm i'm writing a book right now too and every word you put on the page i'd say contributes in some small way towards your big moments if you're doing it correctly cuz every little bit of world building is immersion you know every little moment draws you a little bit more deeply into the world that you're creating like you know those those um environmental storytelling uh beats that you know you see in, in fallout where like someone's like dead in a bathtub or whatever cool um it's it's more to me than just oh that's a funny thing the developers put in it's oh this place has a past something happened here like it adds to the veracity of the world and that raises the stakes when those big moments come along i think that um you know put the world in jeopardy or you know uh put you in jeopardy as as you know a uh an entity in the world um so it's about i think it's about build up and pay off kind of in a way you know small moments build big moments pay off yeah i'd actually go out on a limb here i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna say um because i feel like it is subjective um and you know you you could argue anything honestly um but if i had to pin down if i was the developer and i had to i would say the big moments typically are the moments that um I would I would say that they're the moments that most of the time are tied to the story. Most of the time are pushing the narrative forward somehow, either a switch in character development, a uh, massive world event. Um, you know, the the first dragon in Sky, Skyrim, for example, huge, big, um, in the way that they kind of define the game and what you're doing. Um, I would also argue that the little moments um, would be the things that maybe are less intense as well. Things that are less um, driven by uh, conflict and chaos or um, I feel like the little moments are those things like those conversations, but I can, I can give a couple of more examples. There's, there's a, uh, an old first person shooter called the darkness. I, I don't remember what year it was released, but I, I remember the game and what's crazy about the game is I really only remember one thing from the game. It was so long ago. Um, I remember there is a point in the game where, uh, the guy and the girlfriend get together and they're relaxing, uh, that that night in front of a television. Now this is a game that's got chaos. I mean, it's it's like one big thing after another. Chaos, you know, creatures. It's 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 a first person shooter. It's what you'd expect. Then there's this pause in the game 
where they're sitting on the sofa and watching television. And what's crazy about it is they're sitting back and watching, snuggling up and watching the classic black and white movie To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah. And you can actually, if you choose to, watch the entire movie what? <laughs> on the sofa in the middle of this first person shooter. Oh, that's awesome. And I would actually argue, though many would say that's a small moment, I would argue that's a big moment. And the reason I would say is because it is so jarringly different, because it it shakes you as a gamer, it it pulls you out a little bit. It makes you sit up a little straighter. It makes you go like, you know, even the moment itself, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be that extreme emotion attached to it sometimes. Um, I think um, Life is Strange, the one I've just been playing, they have these great moments in the game that I would consider small moments. They're called Zen moments, and they give the player the opportunity to chill, basically, in the middle of the game. If it gets too emotional for you or whatever, you can engage what's called a Zen moment. And basically, it's you like sitting, I don't know, on a bridge or looking out over a mountain peak. Um, there's an orchestra that starts playing. There's, but it's, it's an actually developed Zen moment. I'm not talking about Skyrim where you just stop on top of a hill and you look at the water. These are crafted to be those kind of moments. Um, I would say that's a small moment. It is emotional in a way, but it's also relaxing. In other words, it's not as jarring. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, the time that I saw the first Colossus, that was a huge moment for me. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so hard because that doesn't really push the story <laughs> forward. Right. But what you're getting at is juxta- juxtaposition, right? Uh, something, you know, a game gets you into a certain groove and then suddenly it throws you off that groove. And that is what creates a big moment because it's texture. It's adding texture to the experience. It's not just one thing all the way through. It's, you know, you're. <laughs> it's not it's just like a bigger monster. It's it's right. something that that is that is shakes you a little bit. It's like you're eating an ice cream cone, and then suddenly there's like, oh, there's like a caramel core in here. That's different. I mean, we haven't even remember that. talked about big moments outside of the game itself, like meta moments where, say, the the video game pushes technology to new limits, or the first time they introduce choice into a game, or uh, puzzle mechanics that was super new and never done in a video game before. Those are also kind of big moments has nothing to do with the narrative or even the game mechanics. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, mean, there's there's big moments in our lives Uh, as people who play video games. Sorry, Kiwi, go ahead. Uh, uh, Okay. So I was just thinking when uh, you were talking about the uh, big moments, how they can affect you. Like, have you ever actually had to, moment in game where like it's you you get uh, such an emotional response that you have to like just press escape and take a breather yes absolutely uh the walking dead uh the the first well the last episode of the first part of the walking dead video game by telltale i yeah i i was a i was a mess For days after that. But then isn't it genius, though, when you don't have to do that yourself? When the game, when the developer decides, 
you need a break here, which is kind of what that Zen thing does in The Last of Us. But I can think of another example that stood out for me, and it was huge, where the developer put in a small moment in the game, a little intentionally placed a little moment directly in my path that could not be avoided. And it was kind of a moment of catharsis. It was, um, so this isn't getting, spoiling anything really, but the, in The Last of Us, uh, near the end of the game, you, you, you stumble upon a group of giraffes. Oh, yeah. And there's this insanity that's happening. Everything that's happening right up before that moment is absolutely insane. And it's, it's getting worse and worse. And, and, you know, their faith in the world is for shit, you know, and, and the pair kind of stopped there and they reflect on life as it was before the world went to hell. And, um, there's this little dialogue that happens, but it's a very, again, jarring, different moment. Uh, but then again, I guess you could argue it's a big, I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard to, to draw that line, you know? And, and and it is also just such a, such a subjective thing. I know we keep coming back to that, but like one of one of the moments that stuck with me from playing Skyrim VR um, is just walking up the seven thousand steps with my with like my graphics mods on and everything, and finding one of those pilgrims next to uh, one of the little like way shrine uh, things that like tells the story of Jurgen Windcaller and everything, and just I, I just like looked around thought wow this is actually really beautiful you know you could see all the way across all the all the way across the country from up there and i just like went to the edge of of the mountain and just sat down like physically in <laughs> in meat space and just relaxed there for like 15 minutes just taking in the sights watching the sun go down and man uh, like that and, and there's you know, big moments can be emergent like that, where it's not designed. It, it's it's found, and I think that's that's one of those things that kind of keeps me coming back to video games as a medium because no other medium can really do that the same way. You know, not not to the same degree. You know, you can you can discover, you know, detail in in novels. Uh, you know, you can sort of read between the lines and and educate yourself on the context of a novel and get more out of it that way. But with, with a video game, you know, it's, it's a machine that produces unexpected results sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think the, the key to the subjective nature of what we're talking about is, is the type of gamer you are. I think everybody's slightly different in what their expectations are. Everybody's different. And then, it's kind of like what Kiwi was saying about what he was writing and how these different readers responded to different things. It's so hard to predict that. And I think developers would have a hard time predicting that as well. However, I will say I can think on the top of my head of several moments, kind of the one like uh, Kiwi mentioned at the beginning of Skyrim, but I can think of some other ones. Like I think there are moments that are non-debatable that are non-debatable big moments in, in games. I can think of several off the top of my head um, that there's no, that there is no subjectivity to I'm sorry. That's a huge moment in the game and it was designed to be that way. So if you're thinking back on the games that you've played, 
Can you think of any, I'm going to pick on parenthesis here because this was your topic. So can you think of a few instances in games where it is a big moment and there's nobody's going to say otherwise that it is, it is just a huge moment in the game. Well, uh, any, any final boss battle, any kind of lead up to, to it, what I believe would be a fine one. I mean, the uh, sequence in, in Mass Effect 3, though I've only watched the last play of it where you uh, try to go to, uh, well, what's it called? The, uh, the, where, the, the place where you push the call button to end the game. <laughs> uh, that yeah. assault, um, or to take a Mass Effect 1, the, uh, when you come back to the Citadel in a Mako. Oh, the ever indestructible Mako. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. Go what bounce. about nu- nuking Megatron, Megaton? Oh, that's a good one. Is that yeah. a big one or is that a small one? No, uh, non-debatable I, big one. I mean, in 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 my uh, in my metric, it's a, it's a big one because it's it's filled with spectacle. I mean, there's no intimacy to be found there. You are sitting there with with one psychopath and an old deranged man and pushing a button to nuke a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those things that's, I think, debatable, because it's kind of all spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's not... For me, it's not a big moment, because it doesn't really make me feel much. Far and forget. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the one character who I actually had, like, an emotional attachment to a megaton survives so you know <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a big deal it just feels like kind of i don't know self-indulgent kind of destruction for the sake of destruction i could see that be i could see it being a big moment for other people though um let's say you take a game that's maybe uh more of an arcade type game, although I'll get emails about that. But um, Legend of Zelda, uh, let's do like, um, what was the one with the Ocarina of Time? Mm-hmm. Was the one with the, I guess it's called the Ocarina, right? That you play the flute, the little thing. Yes. Right. So <laughs> the playing of that was a small moment. Contrast that with when you're pulling the Master Sword out. Um, is a big moment. So I think maybe when you're looking at big and small moments, maybe you don't look with a wide lens like we have been doing. And maybe you have to narrow that lens to the specific game that you're talking about, right? So maybe you just look at that game and then you can compare the big versus the small moments within just that game. Um, that would maybe be an easier way to do it. And that may be a way that a developer could tackle the balance and say, you know, within this particular game, like, I mean, a game like Braid, for example, or, uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember wh- what the big thing in there was. It, there was something that was shocking. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, want to yeah. give it away remember, too much. Uh, but there was, yeah. yeah we're, oh, yeah. So there's a big reveal at the end. I remember now. Um, and, uh, but that's not a game that's really built on big boss battles or huge, you know, Shadow of the Colossus type moments. But 
the the big moment in that one is would look small in another game is what I'm saying. But in that particular game, there's an there's a, a point in the narrative where you feel like you're yay, I'm I'm the um how do I say this without spoiling it? Yay, I'm I'm doing good to oops, no, maybe I'm not so much. So that's a good way to not spoil it. Yeah. 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 Um, So it's just that contrast within the game itself. I think that's what I'm getting from the conversation is the only fair way to judge a good versus a small moment scope just on the game because every game is different. You can't compare a game like, um, like what's a piece of crap game, a call of duty, right? You can't compare (laughs) to something like that to like a mass effect two or, um, Knights of the Old Republic, or they're just different. And because the games are different, and because maybe even the audience is different, and the type of gamer that plays it is different, then those moments, those big moments and little moments will be defined differently. Um, now, in an RPG, which is kind of what we're focused on here for Avowed, um, <laughs> if you're looking at just the Pillars franchise, um, one and two, what are the, the big moments that stand out to you? You know, we are we have been talking a lot about story-wise moments, but the game mechanics side, uh, character development can be big moments depending on the game. Uh, for example, you can uh, compare what leveling up feels like in, say, BOE one or two, uh, as uh, Maybe in D and D, in D and D, you actually feel a kind of a power boost every time yeah. you level up, and le- and let's say in Skyrim, leveling doesn't feel as good as it did in Morrowind. Uh, perhaps there wasn't a big deal when you level up, leveled up in Morrowind, but the how it happened and how much effort you put into it uh, amounted to it uh, feeling much better. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm playing Wrath of the Righteous right now, and mechanically, you know, taking my first level in a prestige class feels like a big deal because, you know, you get all these exclusive abilities and it totally changes how you play your character, well, depending on what you pick. Um, but as far as Pillars moments go, I, I mean, I think narratively and also mechanically, um, the fight with Lord Radric is probably my biggest, my first pick for a big attention grabbing moment because it's, you know, in, in universe, it's a big deal. Obviously, you know, you're, you're assaulting the fort of an established power in the territory, but then also mechanically, it's a big deal because holy shit, that's the first fight in the game. That's actually really, really hard. (laughs) Or at least it was for me. That was my first big stumbling block. Like, that was the thing that got me to stop playing the first time and, like, look up strategy and, like, you know, okay, wait, how does this, how does this combat system actually work under the hood? Like, what do I need to do to get past this? And that's memorable for, you know, for challenge reasons. Yeah, that's that's many dragons also. But yeah, what really stopped me at some point uh, is the uh, Beast of Winter DLC. Right at the start, there's a 
there's a boss that actually gates keep gate keeps the whole expansion because it's comparably hard uh, compared to other any other encounter in the game yes um well except for like the super bosses but those are just stupid um yeah no i i had some trouble with that with that boss fight too um although honestly not as much as i did with the the final fight of that dlc like holy shit that was that that's memorable again just partially i I think honestly what we're what i'm starting to stumble across here is that like a a really truly big moment um should be at least in an rpg i think my opinion should be narratively uh complex and rewarding you know narratively there should be some payoff right um but maybe also mechanically complex and mechanically engaging challenging maybe um because with an rpg you know well the traditional sort of swords and sorcery type you know Baldur's gate type rpg you're fighting a lot um and not every fight is really all that complicated you can kind of autopilot some of it so big moments should challenge you and have you dive a little bit more deeply into the game and engage a little bit more creatively with its systems. Um, Cause that, that I think, you know, making you sit up and pay attention like that, it, you know, it's all down to the reaction, right? So if it makes you sit up and pay attention like that, I think that's, that's what defines a big moment. Yeah. I, I think this is what real time is for is. I think I like it because there are combat encounters that you can have brain. Uh, yeah, uh, compared to uh, turn base, which you always have to concentrate so hard on the stuff, or or it will just feel like a time base because you can't just plow through it in in like in a fast pace. Right. Yeah, that's why. That's again why part of why I like Wrath of the Righteous so much because you can swap between turn base and real time with pause on the fly, even like mid combat. So if you just need to like clean up a combat, you can just be like, okay, go have fun, kids. Let's turn turn-based mode off. And just so let if everything... So if we're jumping back into um, big versus small, um, one of the things that I would say that we could provide is maybe some examples of, do you, can you think of an RPG, specifically an RPG, that um you feel like has a good balance of big versus small more moments and then can you kind of explain why you think it has good balance like were there uh, as many wow moments for you you know um as there were uh those maybe quieter moments or um side moments that um were also equally maybe emotional but uh kind of contrast contrasted with the big and that you feel like there was a good balance. Can anybody throw out one that they say if they were they were hard pressed to give an example of one game where they feel like, wow, there were some really big, big moments, but there was some great small moments in this RPG. What would you pick? One that jumps out to me is uh Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen. Um I say Dark Arisen because I never played like the original you know, initial release, whatever. Um, but 
it has i mean you know you're you're this like chosen hero you know you you uh you're tied to this dragon and it's a big deal and you know you you're you're taking down all his minions and everything um but then it also has these quests that are just about getting certain people to like you and you don't have to do them but they're there and if you you know like someone if you like one of the characters in the game uh you can just do their quest and help them out and it most of the reward is kind of uh intrinsic you know it's you get a good feeling from it <laughs> you know um, that's a good, that's a good one and I, I agree with that I, I i enjoyed that um as well um was anyone else gingerino i'm gonna put 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 you to task here Give, give me your one. This is the teacher. He's he's standing right next to your desk. You haven't been taking notes. Um, give oh, me God, your one. Yeah, I'm going to teach you flashbacks here. Yeah, Gingerino man. What, what what's your answer? I've been bouncing this question in my head a bunch because uh, there's so many games that did this well for me. Uh, I think okay, the answer I'll give, and I preface it with saying I don't know if I've thought it through thoroughly, but for me. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn was a game that I platinumed by accident because <laughs> I was just I was so into that game and I explored and played everything so thoroughly that I the achievement, sorry, the trophy. Ugh, you can tell I switched to Xbox recently. The ah. trophy for complete all the trophies in the game popped, and I was like, what? I wasn't even trying for it. And it was like that game for me did a really good job of having huge moments that kept me into the game, but small moments that kept it charming throughout the entire experience. A good one. I like that That's choice. Pretty cool. That's I, pretty I good. I think I've only ever done the accidental platinum on like one game and I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it was like a, it was like a three hour game. So, you know, not a big deal. It was a, it was crazy for me as well. I, I played the heck out of that game, partly because I was really broke and it was the only game I had for quite a while. So I was like, <laughs> that'll do I it. Nothing else to do but play yep. this game for hours on end. But it's I, a game you can play for hours on end. There's so much content and there's so much stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. there is. I, I love that game. I mean, like, there's one achievement for knocking down a bunch of, uh, like, wooden camels or whatever they are. So, like, that tells you how how much I was running around doing mindless, stupid things, but that's, that's besides what we're talking about. No, that's a good one. I like, all right, parenthesis. This is, it's all, it's, it's all on you. What's the one example? <laughs> no pressure though. Tetris. Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I have to say it's Planescape. Zone. Wait, 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 wait. Don't stone me. Don't stone me. No, <laughs> I, 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 actually, I actually have, have arguments. I mean, it's, it's a game about it's a game about the, the multiverse. It's a game that takes place mostly in Sigil, where there's a lot of uh, crazy shit going on with with crazy beings. But despite of all of that, you also meet. I mean, you give you give birth to an alley. But so yeah, it, it, that was a weird good game. But there's also a lot of people you meet from across the multiverse who tell you their stories about how they came. Here, how they lost everything, how they gained something, and it, it, it's a game that is—I mean, it's no secret; it's, it's a well-written game. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, well, there are more now, but back in the day, it used to be fewer. Uh, and it, 
and it, and it has so much character and soul that sometimes you go, yeah, oh, yeah, and you sit there and think about what you've just experienced, what you've just seen in your mind's eye, and and for me that's a good indicator that this is a, a that this is a this is a game that that has a good balance between. Uh, the, the big moments and the small, because I mean, there's also a lot of spectacle in that game. Yeah, I, I love that example. I totally agree with that. A good argument for that one. Um, Kiwi, do you have one that you can think of if you're going to give one example that has a good balance of big moments and small moments? Sure. I don't know why parentheses want to mention Planescape Tournament, but uh, I'd say uh, Pillars of Eternity 1. Oh, that's, there you go. That's, that, that's a good and neutral answer. Uh, good. Um, I'd say let's say combat wise. Uh, uh, you say you start playing the game on hard hard mode or uh, or the hard difficulty. Uh, you'll know when it matters when you get beaten down by a group of enemies. Then then you know it it matters story wise unless it was a a poop crow or a lion. Uh, other than that, you can safely say that you hit something important when you die. Yeah. Good example. Good good okay. callback there. Um, I guess I'm going to have to put myself on the spot then. That's the only problem with asking these questions is um, I have to answer it too. So I will go out on a limb and pick something really different than what you guys have said. I'm going to say... I'm kind of towing between two in my head, but I'm going to pick one. I think I'll go with uh, The Witcher 3. And the reason is because I feel like that game, for me at least, had some really big moments, some really big, big moments that were memorable for me. I also thought the character development was really well done. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying this about that studio, but I mean, it was it was a crowning achievement. Um, and uh, it, it's just immaculate. But then even the small moments in that game were just ridiculously memorable. I mean, like uh, the the moment where they're uh, having sex on a stuffed unicorn. I mean, it's you, you you can't forget that. You know, that's a small moment, but you can't forget that. I mean, it's just huge. I mean, it's 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 kind of out there. Um, so I would pick that one. I think that's fairly safe uh, it has a good balance you know there was a there was a, a lot i think something like skyrim would be an example of poor balance for me and the reason i would say that is because the big moments kind of i don't know the big moments go away quickly and then it's just a bunch of small moments if it's what it feels like to me yeah like it feels i, I like just yeah, so I was seventh level. I was done with the whole game. I mean, I finished, you know, <laughs> you're, you, you could do it sooner than that, I'm sure. But, you know, you're done. You kill kill the big dude, the big bad, you know. Yay. Um, you know, and then, and then the rest of the game is pretty much small moments, um, at least in my opinion. I finally, I finally got around for the first time to finishing the DLCs. Uh, Dawn Garden Dragonborn and for both of them by the end of I think I think it's just by virtue of the fact that they're DLCs and therefore they can't change the world too much um, but by the, by the end of them I was just like okay is that it alright well I guess I'm just gonna go off and 
wander into some random dungeon then. Okay. Um, bye, Mirak. <laughs> bye, Harkin. It, it's not like... It feels like nothing changes at the end of them, you know? Yeah, I mean... It, it, the world building is pretty good. I mean, I can't really slam it too bad for that, especially when you consider the bulk of the world building weight had already been done before the game released with the previous iterations, but it just doesn't go there for me. Um, it doesn't, uh, it, it feels unbalanced. Um, and now if, if we're talking about, if you want to talk about avowed, which I do want to kind of end with talking about avowed real quick, we've kind of defined big and small moments. We gave some examples um, we talked about how they could be game specific and uh, to be fair to the developers, you know. Um, but when I'm looking at a game like Avowed and I look at probably the one it's being most compared to, which, again, I disagree with the comparison, but it would be Skyrim. Um, I, I just feel like it's going to trounce it as far as balance goes. I think that they have a good head about them. I hope they don't make me regret saying that. Um, and I, th- I think that they are really good at crafting. I mean, they're 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 a story company. I mean, they're they're really good at crafting big stories with big moments, um, but also really good at the meticulous little stuff. You know, little bits of humor here, little bits of character development here. Um, I think Obsidian has 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 gotten very good at that. So I would say that. If I was looking forward to Avowed, I would say I'm not too worried. I want to see more than I had I would see in a game like Skyrim. I don't want to be able to finish the main narrative in a couple of days and then just be kind of left wandering around. Um, I, I, I don't know. What are your feelings about Avowed? What would your dream balance be, a big versus small? I feel like Obsidian is a hit or miss company when it comes to some games. And I hope about to be a hit. Uh, this is a message to Obsidian. Please make a deal. When you eventually make DLCs for the game, make them matter and not be just big side quests. Thank you. Good input. I like that. Parenthesis, what would you say you want to see in Avowed? What 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 would be your recommendation to Obsidian? Uh, from a financial standpoint, I'd say that they should try to, to focus on the big moments. But if I had to go with my heart, I, I would actually want it to be it more of a, a lopsided game towards the small ones. Um, focus on character interaction, focused on dialogue, focuses on tricky philosophical questions and sort of things like that. And then I guess you would have to, to pay the piper and put in some, some big set piece battles. But but I'd, I'd love, and I know it doesn't it isn't going to happen, but I'd love that they focused on on more of, of the intimate character building stuff uh, by sacrificing some of, some of the action. But again, that's not happening. <laughs> right. Um, Gingerino? Um. I trust Obsidian a lot with the games they've made. I'd probably just say you guys do you because I like the games that you guys have put out. Um, if I had to say something other than that, I don't know, I'd probably just echo what Parenthesis says. I mean, the small moments in games really make it feel lived in and more human and connect to the characters and the environment more. Like, So 
I personally like that a little bit more, but other gamers, they like, they like the big narrative moments and obsidian. They make great narratives. I love the narratives in their games. So I'm not too worried about it. Honestly, I would just say you do you boo. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with both of you. Um, and also agree with Kiwi to a certain extent and that I, I, you know, especially when it comes to DLC, um, that that's a whole nother, uh, discussion, but, um, I want those small moments. I want like when you've done your best, I feel like, um, and I can think back to some, some amazing achievements like new Vegas or, um, I mean, they have so many and maybe not most recently. I mean, I'm not going to knock their most recent releases, but, um, I like, the the little moments i like the banter i like the character development i think that um i don't know which one of you said the word relatable but i i feel like it has to be um you have to really focus on making the world making the people in the world um really focusing on that human element making them relatable making it believable making it that that making you want to exist here, making this a place that you want to come back to. And I think the small moments do that. So I would say if I was going to have a balance, you know, I don't need a lot of big moments, kind of like parenthesis said, I don't, I do want them because I don't think the game will be as successful without them, but um, I don't need that many, but I don't, I want them spaced out better than they are in Skyrim, for example. That would be my that would be my two cents to them is be sure that if you do have these big uh, sensational things, spread them out so that I don't just finish all of them in two days and then spend the next six hundred hours um, finding the farmer's goat, you know, or something like that. That was it. That was our lost episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. We'll continue this year uh, releasing one episode a month. The goal of these episodes, at least until we get more information from Obsidian, is to kind of focus on the world of Aora, talk about RPGs in general, and share some of our knowledge. We've all, most all of all of us, have played through the Pillars games many times, and um, we have a lot of thoughts and opinions that we, we want to put out there. Of course, when Obsidian starts releasing more information, we'll be uh, laser-focused on that and talking specifically about that. Thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a, a great beginning to your year, and we'll, we'll catch you next month.